You are listening to Dice Decideth, a story of magic, mystery, and mayhem. It's a tale about four adventurers on their quest to eviscerate a dragon, but ultimately find themselves pushed into the middle of conflicts between the good, the evil, and the weird. Join us Wednesday nights, 8 p.m., where you can listen to us on Spotify, YouTube, and other various platforms. My name is Caleb, and I am the Dungeon Master. Hi, my name's Keisha, and I play Marcus Magnificato, the bard of the group. Well, bard thief. And uh, a fun little fact about Marcus is that uh, he is uh, dreadfully averse to water. Um, like most cats, he hates it, but he's more worried about becoming a poofy fluff ball every time he gets uh, a little bit not wet afterwards. So uh, he has a very long hair care routine that uh, water just kind of ruins. Hi, I'm Jackie. I uh, I play the character Slafnitz Nachmal. She is a Githzerai Ranger Rogue Multiclass. Slafnitz Nachmal has been in this realm since she was a toddler, so she really doesn't know much about her home, ro- home realm or the astral plane. Hi, my name is Kai, and uh, I play Prim, the barbarian. She's a little halfling. Um, she's a wild child, so she's live. She's live. Uh, she's been living her whole life uh, in the wild. She's not very social. She is very uh, angry at times and very hungry at times as well. Um, she can be very judgmental, but not. Not to, not to ju- actually judge people just because she's just like that. She, uh, she just completely honest. So, uh, yeah. You're listening to episode one of Aodin's Legends, a girl and her cow. Now every morning I go to war with the ghosts who met the night before, just trying to find the grace in my mistakes. Monsters beating down my door They're hungry for a soul that's warm From all of the running that I've done I wanna run, run, run no more I wanna run, run, run no more You are walking through the long hooded hills. There's grass surrounding everywhere, and in the long distance there are large, almost moss-covered mountains. In the distance you see a couple various towns, one to the north and one to the northeast, and the one to the north seems to be within your distance, but the one to the northeast seems to be more populated. Okay, so um, the situation right now, we're just walking. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, thirsty. I try to see if I believe we've put some little bags of like rations on the on the cow. Mm-hmm. I see the cow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Never mind. You know what? I I found something way more creative. I uh, will go below the cow and try to suck the milk out of uh, her teeth. As you do, Bessie just kind of grows and walks a little bit faster, trying to get away from you. <laughs> Uncertain of the action being partaken. Did you see what Prim did to that cow? Poor thing. I don't think she's ever been around people. 
In the distance, you hear the screams of a young man. Which meta, this is Christopher being taken away. Were we aware of what took him? Because were we there when we... Like, did we see him get taken? Uh, yes. So what took him? Uh, an ooze-like creature. Ooze-like, okay. So, um... How attached are we to uh, to the bait offer that we need to go find him? Because, honestly, uh, I'm sure this cow would do much better than, than trying to get him back from the ooze, because he's already not a whole lot of stuff. Uh, and if the ooze gets through him, probably will anyways, because he's a toothpick. Um, are, are we sure we, he's going to be a good enough bait offer? Another nice person. But you weren't... You did not care if he died last week, so so are we? Me no want me no want bait offer to die. Me just want to use bait offer as bait. Okay, that was not clear from our interactions before this point. If bait offer dead, well, okay, find other bait. I don't want I don't want uh, Messi to die either. So, um, let. I guess let's go get him. Uh, Nixie, how do you propose we do that? Well, uh, I'm gonna look around and see if she can find anything that might help in this situation. So would I be able to roll um, investigation for that, by chance? Yes, go ahead. Well, that did nothing at all. What was it? Rolled a 2 plus 6 to 8. Okay. Can I roll two? Uh, yeah, go ahead. You're not gonna believe this. You rolled a two as well? No, with a negative three, I still managed to get 15. Okay, so Slapsix, you look around, and as you do, you are more stumbling, just kind of concerned, but really unable to pull yourself together as you are gazing upon the land. I'm too distracted by what Prim was doing to the cow. Marcus, as you look around, you do see uh, some trails left behind from this ooze. Uh, it reminds you of an oblex, a very small one. Um, it seems that it must have not been very grown, maybe an adolescent of sorts, but it is leaving this mucusy slime trail that is dragging Christopher off into the distance of Bardford. What its intentions are obviously is unclear, but you do at least have the trail. So I've never encountered an Oblux before. I've looked it up, but can you just, be, since I know what it is, can you describe to me and to maybe some of the audience that doesn't know what it is, what exactly that monster is? Yes, one second. So the Oblux spawn devours memories, not only to sustain its existence, but also to spawn new Obluxes. Each time it fully drains the memories of the victim, it gains the creature's personality. Now twisted by the Oblux's foul nature, the more memories it obtains, the larger it becomes, until it must shed a personality. It has absorbed or become an uncontrolled and erratic creature. Gross. Uh, yeah, that sounds nasty. Okay, so, um... Uh, looking at the this slimy, gross trail that uh, this thing has left behind, I'm, I think it's an Oblex, uh, and it's gonna steal his personality, which already is hard to deal with. I can't imagine someone actually coming across it later. Um, we should get him back. An Oblex. Oh my. That's Oblex. Oblex, honey, is a very dangerous personality stealer, let's put it that way. So Oblex food? Oblex will eat you for food. 
I don't know if it would be tasty for us. Yeah, it's pretty unpretty. I think um, our best bet is to chase it down before it reaches the town as well, because the town is um, probably not going to fare well uh, since, again, Chris is a toothpick, and it's not going to be very um, full by the time it's done with him. Probably not. Where would you say that trail was? Heading towards the town. Okay. Would I be able to... Like, can we just follow it, or do I need to roll something? No, you could follow it. Okay, then Schlafnix is just going to start walking. Marcus is going to saunter along as well. He's not particularly uh, worried about it, and I think he's going to make sure that the cow follows with them. Prim whips the the cow's butt so she can move forward a little faster. You see the cow rear back. And the distance you also see the nighttime is becoming more apparent and is slowly getting less daylight as you continue your travel towards the next town. As you get there, you see a variety of stone buildings, small pathways of cobblestone, and various different formations. It looks like if something had been a town here at one point, but had been ruined either by creatures or monsters or raids, but it is not a whole city as it once was, but instead is a ruinous location of memories. So, um, where are the people? People date now. Well, that's great. Well, if we get Chris back, we could probably bring them back. Yes. Uh, do we Do we know where the trail is leading, or did we lose the trail coming in? You lost the trail for now. I don't like where this is headed. I thought there would be more people. Yeah, kind of haunting here. Um, would I be able to roll a... Yeah, go ahead and roll survival. So I have a 21. Uh, you definitely are able to discern that the Oblex has come through this town. Um, you are not completely certain the direction of where it's going just yet, but you know that it's at least gone through these buildings. Okay, can I tell if it's been here recently, or is it? does it look like it's been a little while? Yes, recently. Recently? Okay. And Schlafnix is going to turn to the rest of the crew and uh, she's just going to say, I I can't tell exactly where this thing is, but I know it's been here recently, so we're going to have to figure out a way to search this entire area without it getting away. Well, I, um, I have literally zero ways to help. I mean, I know I'm a magic person, but um, I don't really do tracking. I do tricks and I do voices. I don't really know how to help here. Prim, you're also a, 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 a tracker type thing, I suppose. Would you be able to find what tracker? Find thing that took bait offer. Chris. It is Chris. Or is it, is it cars? I hmm. Nixie, is it, is it I want to say, you know what, bait offers fine. I don't remember his real name. Me have a good, good nose. Me can smell food very far. Baked too. With that, you do end up smelling the food nearby. There's a small little hut just a little bit north of where your party location is. And the food is aerating to where Prim is picking it up. Smells like rabbit. Over there! And she shows the direction. Oh god, I hope she's not smelling them cooking people. It wouldn't be the first time, eh, Nixie, that we came across that. Doesn't make it any more pleasant there, Dee. She, she drops off the the cow, slaps the the cow's butt so it can move, it can move forward, 
and slaps the butt of the other party members as well. Yeah! Now us? Animal abuse, because you're a kitty. We clothed you. We fed you. How dare you? Love you too. Nessie seems fine. Or Nessie, I don't know. Seriously though, I don't like how Prim is treating the cow. But my booty is a little sore from that last hit. You know, this whole booty obsession you have, it's a... You know what, never mind. Let's keep going. (laughs) Are you guys going to enter the hut or are you going somewhere else? Yeah, I'm following Prim wherever she goes. So Prim slaps the the cow's butt as hard as she can so that the cow can like ram into the, the hut door. Okay. Um, what are you doing to that poor cow? Oh, very strong. Oh, that poor thing. Better than bait offer. Yeah, he doesn't like, he doesn't get butt snacks so, I mean, we're one up. Bait offer no butt. Laugh Mix is just gonna kind of like, walk away. <laughs> What's your passive strength? Okay, so wait, we're, we're going into the hut now? Oh yeah, so does the cow ram into the, the door? What's your passive strength? My passive strength? Oh boy, uh, I have uh, 15 strength, so plus 2 modifier. Okay, yeah, yeah, so you, you slap the cow's rear end, and it rears so high that it just gets this boost of speed, and the door, being part of a ruinous building, is not very strong at all, so it just breaks through completely. And on the inside, you can see this long-bearded man with a tall glass of ale just eyes bulging out as this cow comes bursting through the door. <laughs> what? I, You know, I've seen plenty of fat drinkers in my day, but never an actual cow here to drink. <laughs> what? What's the meaning of this? I lean to the other two and I go, on retrospect, we probably could have just knocked. I mean, it probably would have been nicer to the cow. And as for you, good sir, she lacks bourbon. Bourbon? Ho, 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 Ah, you are a strong drinker. Well, what can Agnes offer you for food along with your bourbon, my lady? Meat turkey and rabbit. Rabbit? Hmm. I don't think we have any rabbit here. Are you hungry, little one? Me no little. Me very big. You are tiny. You are tiny compared to me. That's pretty racist of you, man. Yeah. She slaps the man in the face. He slaps you back. Okay. Uh, she wants to grab her weapon and hit him with the back of the her great axe. Okay, go ahead and make a strength check. Can I use, can I use athletics for that? Uh, sure. That's a 17. Okay. You unsheathe the great axe and are you using the back or the actual axe part? The back. So you, you unsheathe the axe and with the back of it just clunk Agnes over the back and the drink just flies up in the air. The food that he had in hand falls to the floor and he's just passed out like dazed. He's not bleeding or anything, but he's definitely passed out. Okay, Prim screams, Me no small! Don't call me small! Oh my god. Yeah, it's incredibly, it's incredibly offensive to be rude to halflings like this. Even if they just bursted your door in with a cow. I see that. As you look around, there is nobody else in this small bar. It seems that Agnes either drinks here alone or runs this place alone. Um, it's unclear where the supply is coming from, so it is strange at the very least. But by the, by the amount of people you have at your patronage, I am guessing you are not familiar with courtesy. But no matter, the party always follows. Ale, please, my good woman, person. Who are you talking to? The person with the, the person we were just talking to. Yeah. You just, her just knocked that person out. He's on the floor unconscious currently. 
Well, I wasn't really paying attention. I thought they were just having a fun time on the ground. Can we steal their ale? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's on the floor, but no, I mean, going in through the into the building and just taking. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody's there to stop you. Okay, I go to the bar and pour myself ale. Can you grab me a bourbon on the way? Absolutely. You're a doldy. Is there anybody else in this hut? Not anybody else. Okay, I go toward uh toward if there's a kitchen or something, some some place where there's food making. I go check if there is any any meat to grab. Uh, make an insight check. Okay. Uh, that's a nat twenty. Okay. So you are actually able to discern the magic aura around Agnes. He is actually the one that is supplying this entire hut. So the ale he has delivered by a local town because he pays them, but the actual food he conjures himself through magic. Oh wow. Okay. I bring Nixie her. Bourbon. Thanks, Dee. You're a doll. Of course, dear. Um, but I must say, I am kind of uh, sad there are not more people here. I was hoping that we could have a little bit of fun while we're in town. Yeah, but... Make a perception check, everybody. That's a five. Teen. Ten. So, all but Marcus realizes this. From the noise and ruckus from Nessie ramming in the door, and the time that has elapsed, a woman with Blue curly hair is standing in the doorway in utter shock. What have you done to Agnes? I, I'm I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, he insulted my friend and it was taken too far. I swear we'll pay for the drinks, but we don't know what to do with him. What did young Agnes say? And... Like, Schlafnix just sighs, and you see, like, defeat in her body, and she kind of walks closer. Not, like, too close to be within arm's reach, but just close enough that Prim won't hear what she says next. And she drops her voice a bit and says, "Uh, Agnes called my friend short. Ooh. I see. She lifts up her log pipe, clicks her finger, and you see a flame flicker in front, and she takes a small puff. Oh, Agnes never did have manners. I mean, you can't blame him, I guess, because of all the drinks, but is that really an excuse? What brings you through town? We're, uh, we're trying to find a friend of ours. Scrawny necromancer. Was he the one that was screaming? Possibly, probably, that sounds like him. Uh, Did he look like a toothpick on, like, bad shoes and a weird haircut? I do believe he was too small to really discern his features, but... That would probably be the best explanation I would gander. Sounds like him. Humanoid toothpick. Oh, so you're looking for him. Uh, I don't know if you're going to like where he was taken, though. And it, it looked like a slime creature was traveling through with him. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know where they went? Well, at least from the direction of the trail that I last saw, they were heading up to the ice realm of Basilisk. Well, doesn't that just sound peachy? Oh, that is no matter for us. Uh, we'll go wherever the danger is because we're, uh, we're something of a couple of heroes. Marcus, Marcus says, kind of being coy and flirtatious. Really? <laughs> oh, you didn't mention your good-looking friend here. Hello? Marcus Magnificato. Hmm. I think it's my pleasure rather than yours. Really? And while all this is going on, Schlafnix is going to be like, just looking at everything but them. Yeah, Prim is searching for the the, the guy's pockets. Uh, go ahead and uh, take 
Uh, just some gold pieces, if you want, from Agnes. Uh, five five gold pieces. Okay. And then Schlafnix, go ahead and make an investigation roll. Okay. That is... 22. As you search around, you see something in the corner. It's small, and it's almost looks like it's hidden, as there is a small floorboard that is... Just barely cracked open. Um, I'd like to go over and take a closer look. And then uh, make a strength check on the floorboard. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Five. <laughs> okay. So you pull the board and it snaps without uh, any control of the direction of your strength. And out flies what's attached to it. A small chest shaped in the form of a more... Fake heart, not an anatomically correct, but an actual lover's heart. And Ragna gasps out loud, oh, oh, that's where Agnes was hiding my treasure. This dude is giving me bad vibes, D. Keep him distracted if you can. I'm going to check out that ball. You got it, Nixie. Oh, well, we were very happy to find it for you. Um, so, are you from here, or...? Mm, no, I travel through, usually... Searching for the best herbs as, well, you know, who can enjoy a good smoke? Oh, nice uh, herbal smoke. I love that. What do you put in it? A little bit of chai, some chimchi, oh, and some dragon root. Fun. Maybe we should get together later. Oh, name the time and place. How about just after, uh, just after sunset tomorrow? Sounds wonderful. Um... While this conversation is going on, like right from the beginning, when Schlafnix noticed that this person is distracted and Marcus is distracting them, she's going to go for the box and see if she can find, figure out what's in it without being noticed first. Uh, yep, go ahead. And she's completely distracted, so you can look through it. Okay. And then as you do, uh, you see a bunch of small pendants, all heart-shaped, but of variations of colors. And some seem metallic, some seem to be made of stone, and others seem to be made of more magical material. Would I be able to roll an arcana check to see what kind of magic is there? Yes. Okay. 17. Okay. If you pick up the arcana imbued heart gem and keep it on your person, then you will have great benefit from it. Okay, uh, I'm going to pocket that one real quick. Okay, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. Okay. Uh, that is 12 plus 6, 18. Okay. You're able to get it passed without Ragnar seeing it. And for meta-wise, it is the next time you take damage, you can negate 1d8 of that damage. Awesome, thank you. Well, frickin' dang. But then it breaks after. Then it breaks. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a pendant protecting your heart. Sweet. And that's the only one that was magical or special? That's the only one you were able to discern. Yep. Is she still distracted or what's going on now? She is still distracted, yes. So dear, um, how long have you been in town? Oh, well, only a couple days. I was scared when I was traveling through Grasmere because... I heard the roars of dragons flying over. This red dragon was flying up towards the Keld ruins. And though the gems are divine up there, I just, I don't think I'm ready to fight a dragon with herbs. I just, it's just not in the cards for me. Oh, don't you worry, hon. We've been tracking that thing for weeks. Oh, really? We'll be uh, 
getting that out of your hair real soon. Oh, okay. Well, if, uh, if you do, what, what name should I give to the tales? Marcus Magnificato, Schlafnix Nachmal, and uh, Prim. Our beautiful little... Little! I mean, beautiful, large, and wonderful, giant, uh, and aggressive friend. Wonderful. Next time I use you as bait. Getting bait off her back. Oh, true. But, uh, so you've been in town long enough to find some nice, secluded, and romantic places for us, yes. Indeed. I could take you there now if you'd like. I think we must fix our friend from getting hurt by the thing that has him, but I will be right back in your arms in no time. I do respect that. Of course. She goes ahead and she heads back to her building, noticing that you have urgency in your voice. Um, as soon as she's gone, Schlafnix makes, like, fake gagging noises. Oh, come on, it gave you enough time to check through her treasure, didn't it? It did, thank you. By the way, here, look what I found. And Schlafnix is going to show the rest of the stones to the crew, or the rest of the hearts. What do the other ones look like? There's one large one that's black few that are small and red. Many of them are just silver. Are they worth anything? Um, if you can carry them, sure. Am I able to stuff it in my pocket? How much do you want to try and stuff? This is a, this is a large chest worth. Probably at least 100, 100 pounds worth. I wonder why she has lockets trapped in here. Or she has lockets put in here. I don't know. Maybe they're they're magical or or they're worth quite a bit. Like... D, some of this is silver, and they could be some precious stones. Imagine what we could pay for with this. And they're all heart-shaped, yes? Yes. I think I have a particularly bad feeling about whatever this date is going to be based on what's in this box. So I think when we do get bait off her back, we should vamoose out of here, perhaps. Well, I'm not going to say no to not seeing you with another one of your conquests. Well, you're always welcome to watch if that's what you're into. I don't know why you would be watching it. Oh, D. Well, you said you were watching. You don't like watching. I didn't know you were a voyeur. Damn it, Nixie. From the far, D, it's really not hard to see when you're basically all over them in the bar. Well, good to know that you're using the binoculars I got you last Christmas. Only for you, D. Only for you. Weird. <laughs> and Schlafnix is just gonna kind of like shove them and then be like so are we like Prim are you gonna take any of these Prim is not paying attention is the guy still unconscious oh yeah passed out she wants to sever his head Prim shit. Um, you do that this one do we just leave we should save bait off of it then we should we leave leave him with prim i don't trust anyone but you especially not prim after that that's exactly what i wanted to do get the necromancer and get out but we can't leave him with prim he'll die probably already dead probably what do we do d i think we have few options at least until we give leave her to fight the dragon 
I don't like this. Maybe we should sleep in shifts. I agree. All right. So she does that, and she uh, pulls out each of his teeth. God. And puts it in a bag, as her hands are bloody as hell. Um, why did you do that? Need more weapons. Teeth, great for little, little teeth for axes. Okay, but this person is still alive. Now dead. Oh dear gods. And, like, Slafnix is just gonna, like, walk out in utter shock. I'm gonna follow and uh, just start leading Bessie towards the the screams that were pointed out earlier, because I just, I'm not gonna even acknowledge what just happened. I'm just gonna keep going. It's onto the cow's back with her hands bloody. All right, as you all exit the hut with the blood covered in the back area, body separated and mutilated, and the heart just still filled with a decent amount of treasure. You see towards the northern part, past the large stone hill, that there is a small connection of ice formation starting, and in the far, far distance, a sort of haze of sheer cold. Feels cold. Well, this is not great. So do, where where does the trail lead now that we've been following it, now that we're in the cold? Uh, it, it's heading up to Bastos towards the northern section of the net. Okay, to differentiate Marcus's voice a little bit more from my own, I'm going to use a British accent because I can't get a low enough register for it to make a big difference. Fair enough. Sorry, you said it was going towards Basilisk, and we just stepped into the cold area. Was it very sudden that it got colder? Yes. Oh, so that line in the map is just basically, like, warm and then cold. Yeah. Uh, Marcus pulls out his, uh, from his back, his, like, more winter cloak, um, because, I mean, he grew up in, up near Calirion in the in the fjords with uh, Shlafnik, so it would make sense that they both have kind of, like, winter gear for themselves. Anyone else doing anything? Room's barely covered, but she's been living in the wilds her whole life, so she's she's okay. Yeah, Schlafnix is probably going to put on her her jacket and stuff, too. So we're on our way north. Is that what, is that what we're doing? Yes. Okay. I would like Prim to check uh, for uh, footprints around that she might recognize or not. Um, go ahead and make both a investigation and a perception roll. Do you want us all to do it? Uh, nope. Just, just Prim for this one. Uh, can I use... Um, survival instead of investigation since I'm following, I'm checking tracks. Yep. So I got 19 for survival and 20 for perception. Okay. So you see large, cratered in footprints, much much larger than any human or simple mammal could have created. They are scaled, they are long, and you see the rivets of the claws that have dug into the earth itself. And as they mold between the dirt and the ice, the ice is cracked in millions of fragments, but not gone, not evaporated or turned into water. Just because of how cold it is in the area, it has just remained as chunks and bits, almost like tiny little crystals, but you can still tell it's still ice. And then in the corner of your eye, very far away, you see a blue flying figure hovering over the mountains within the haze. Watch out, big monster ahead! been chasing a monster this whole time so i'm not really surprised which why oh sorry i forgot that i'm doing a british accent now <laughs> it's okay 
Why are we doing this? I have absolutely no clue. Let's not go towards the big blue flying thing. We know that's not what we need. Let's just keep following the tracks and go get our necromancer and so we can fight the red dragon that we've been chasing. We ignore big flying thing. Yeah. Okay, so we keep on... Uh, we ignore this uh, this blue threat. That's fine. As you continue your path up forward north, you pass a little less cold area as the trees are now snow-covered rather than ice-frozen. The towns and mountains are getting a little bit more structured in the terrain, and you do come across the town of Basilisk. This is where the trail is leading? This is where the trail is leading, yep. So I'm co- I'm a little concerned and confused that it this thing is so fast considering it's a freaking jello monster. Are you asking me or just in general? Yeah, I'm just stating it to everybody. Like I I not as Marcus, but just like, what a does this thing have fucking cheetah legs? Like how is it moving this fast? I feel like we should have caught up with it. Uh that is a very good question cuz this is um this is going to be fun. Let's put it this way. Maybe it's a dragon blob and it flew. Maybe it just, it, it's got speed. It's on crack cocaine and it's just going off the walls and we're barely keeping up. But this thing, it could you imagine this freaking, what is it, ob- Oblex? How fast it must move it during combat? Holy shit. It's crack cocaine. Quack cocaine. Is that from, is that from ducks? <laughs> Make survival checks, everybody. That's a dexterity roll. Thinking like surviving the attack. It's a a deck saving throw. You're right, it is. 17. 16. I got an 8. Okay, 8, 17. And then what was Shafnik's? 16. Okay, so from the corner of your eye, you see slime catapulting your direction. It knocks Prim in the back of the hair, sticking and making the hair very, like, pushed together. The other two are able to roll out of the direction, and you see this Oblex spawn, about as big as a bush, standing there. <laughs> you finally found me. Ah! Did we know each other? Did we go to, to high school or something? No. No. You just happened to be... Just one of your victims did. I see his face. You. Who is that? I'm confused. What is this person again? Just the Oblex bomb. The what? The monster we've been chasing. Oh, it talks. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. If you look at the, uh, if you look at the picture of the Oblex, they have like the faces of all their victims like moving within them. Okay. I, I don't even need to know. Prim dashes at it and attacks it. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll initiative. I got 19. 17. 11. Okay. Next, you should be able to start with that 19. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's starting for sure. It depends on what the enemy's number is, too. No, no, you start. Okay. Yeah, the enemy is the enemy's going last. And how far away am I? Uh, about 15 feet. Okay, I'm gonna draw my short bow and I'm going to try to take out one of the heads on this thing. Okay. So that's an attack roll. Go ahead, roll to hit. That's a 15. Okay, uh, yep, you do hit. How do you want it? How do you want to describe it? Schlafnix is gonna take the, like, you're just gonna see her reach back, take a, an arrow from her, whatever. She's gonna, like, kind of jiggle her. She's gonna shuffle the bow off of her shoulder, and she's, like, not taking her eye off of this thing once. She's gonna notch the bow, or notch the arrow, draw back. She's gonna give a little smirk, and she's just gonna let the arrow loose. 
The arrow flies through the air, soaring through one of the skulls that is floating within the ooze, and you see the skull launch out from the back of the ooze, piercing to a tree bark behind, and the creature screams, You may attack me, but if you kill me, you'll never find your friend. I really doubt that. We've had absolutely no problem tracking you to this point, you scumbag piece of shit. So, Primstern's next. Uh, that, did, that did eight points of damage. By the way. Oh, she. Eight points of damage? Okay, thank you. Oh, she's mad as fuck. So she's gonna enter rage as a bonus action, okay. which gives me advantage on strength check and saving throws and plus two minute damage for strength weapons. Alright. And she's gonna run at the, the creature and attack with all of her might. Are you doing anything special or just a regular attack? No, she just entered rage and uh, went to attack. That's all. Alright, just roll to hit then. That's a 15 to hit. Uh, What's your damage dice? Alright. Uh, that's a five damage of slashing. Uh, do you want to describe it or do you want me to? Yeah, she she rams at the creature, screaming. As she pulls out her, her great axe, holds it with both of her hands, and just step on the like step on the Marcus's shoulder with one foot to gain some a height, and it just spins to to give the attack in the air. The Oflex is now pinned to the ground with your axe. Uh, firmly within the ground itself as well, and also through the oblex. That's my turn. Okay, then that means uh, Marcus is next. Uh, so I'm going to... How far away am I? Still 15 feet like before? Yes, still 15 feet. I'm going to use Dissonant Whispers. You whisper a discordant me melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. It takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far away as its speed allows away from you. The creature doesn't move into obvious danger, obviously dangerous ground, such as a fire pit. On a successful save, the target takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. A deafened creature automatically succeeds on the save. So I'm gonna just. Nice. That was pretty dope. And they rolled a two, so I'm pretty sure it fails. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love 3d6 psychic damage. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> I can tell you, even if you roll the lowest possible number, how do you want to do it? One second. I'm just gonna make sure it's. I want to know how fucking amazing it is. <laughs> five, six, four, so five. Plus one, plus four, ten. Uh, that's ten damage. Psychic damage. But okay, uh, negative seven. So. Oh, so really fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Marcus makes these whispering, discordant melody, and you can see just kind of like his golden eyes glow just a little bit as the magic flows through him, and his mane becomes a little bit more glowy as the magic courses, and um, it's it's loud enough that you kind of get a sense of what he said but it's it's almost like you can see it as it's waving through the air towards the creature and it kind of envelops them and you see them writhe in pain and curl in on themselves and you see the faces just underneath all of the ooze kind of shriek inwardly as it kind of collapses in on itself and the discordant melody makes it so that the it starts to lose its structure and uh, the frequency kind of makes it less solid and more liquid as it kind of dissolves into a puddle and the faces turn into just ooze as well. Without you're out of combat. So probably should stop using my um my words to hurt people. <laughs> yeah, you seem to do a pretty good job of that, D. I knew your words were badass, and I love your melodies. You know that, but holy damn, 
What, two now? Yeah, that's two now. That'd be scary. So, uh, yeah, maybe I just... Yeah, I should stop using my uh, voice to kill people, I think. Yeah, probably. Because um, that's scary shit. I-, I think a really good quip is the last thing an enemy hears can be pretty badass. Uh, just don't use it on people unintentionally. We do that. But I'll try not to. But um, yeah, that uh, I don't. I don't know, man. I, 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 it has never been this bad before. I've never. I've never killed somebody until recently with my words, and that is just shocking. And this is why we need the necromancer to come back because I can't keep killing people with words accidentally. You'll be okay, Dee. And Schlafnix gives him a hug. He awkwardly uh, accepts it. Well, first he leans into it, and then he, like, goes, oh, right, there's other people. And he goes, uh, <clears throat> and then he, like, kind of backs off. Schlafnix looks really hurt for a second. Just just a quick, quick second, because she doesn't want Marcus to see it, but she looks really hurt. And then she tries to start focusing on tracking Christopher. Okay, so to, to, to put it into perspective, Marcus realized... He is Marcus at this moment and was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be a hero. Fuck that. No weakness. Anyways, onward. And uh, so this thing came from, so this came, this thing came from what direction? Do you guys remember? Over there. It came from behind you. Okay, so we've passed the thing. Did it circle? Do you think it circled back or? Um, I'd like to roll another survival if that's okay to see if we can figure this out. Yep. Roll it with advantage. Awesome. I'd also like to roll. Yeah, go ahead. Also advantage or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I got 25. Well, I got a 16. Okay. Which is better because the last roll was 16 minus 3, so this one's 19 minus 3. All right, so you both are able to discern that you've obviously been tricked and bamboozled and that the trail does not actually lead further up into the northern part of the town, but rather, in fact, that this was a ruse. And the reason that you were not able to see this creature or find it so fast is that there must have been some other creature helping it. I bet this was your piece of tail. Ah, damn, now we gotta go back to the town. I did that so you can get into the chest without being seen. Miss, I got a fucking trinket and this is everything I really wanted. And, oh, Marcus, how dare you? You know what? I don't need this. He turns on his heel with his snoot in the air and just goes back in the direction. Uh, Kai, make a perception check. Sorry, Brim. For what reason? Uh, you'll see. Okay. That's a five. Just a five? Okay. You know nothing. Uh, do it with, do it with advantage. It's used. It's a 20. All right. A smell that you did recall smelling back both in Millstone and in Runswick, and a very, very familiar smell from the trap from Dunwich that you were personally in envelops your nose, and off in the distance, back towards Grasmere, you can't see anything, but you still smell that familiar smell going that direction. Marcus is stomping through the snow, like a child. Lafix is calling out, or walking after him, calling after him, like, Dee, Dee, come back here, you know I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, you just constantly make fun of me for going after women when it actually serves you to go snooping through other people's shit. I'm only good for that. And then afterwards, you're just constantly nagging that, oh, I'm just, you're just a slut, D. How dare you, D? You're just, I don't want to see you with other women, D. You know what? And that's the conversation that Prim is noticing. So Prim starts to lose patience and she slaps the face of Marcus because he speaks too much. Marcus is off walking and stomping through the snow yeah i'm not near you right now you're not near okay uh in that case i go towards i just i i had i smelled something right dm yeah yep you smelled smells that you've specifically smelled before okay okay marcus is far about 30 feet 
Nix is uh, yeah. Schlafnix is next to next to him, right? Uh, within five feet. Yeah, not quite next to him, but like following behind. Okay, and I'm a little behind, and then I smelled the the scent, the familiar scent, right? Mm-hmm. I smell big tougher ice cream. Marcus turns, uh, stops in his tracks and turns, and sees just how far Prim is, and goes, "Okay, so why aren't you following us? Because it's over there." Which direction is she pointing? She's pointing toward it. Whatever, whatever the smell is, wherever the smell is coming from. Razmir. So the direction we're headed in. Oh, so you're okay. Uh, no, you were you're heading to Basilisk. The 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 Oblix and the other creature. No, but we were heading back. We're going in the direction that the the thing hit us from, which was from behind. So that's towards Razmir. Oh, oh, okay. My bad. Yep, my bad. I thought you were heading back to Bartford. Oh no. Then yes, in the direction you're going. So in that case, uh, what? Marcus said is relevant. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, is the cow next to uh, Marcus or is the cow next to me? Next to you. I think I forgot it on with you. Okay, in that case, butt slapping time. And I so Prim slaps the shit out of the, the, the cow's booty. and uh, Stop hitting that damn cow. In order to make it move toward the direction she wants to make it. The cow's butt has been slapped and Nessie is sauntering off towards Marcus in a more hurried pace. Okay, wait, is it Nessie or Bessie? Because we keep switching. I think we're going to stick with Nessie. Okay, so bait offer is this way. Um, do we have any actual plan? Because I know I killed it with words, but I have a feeling like this thing's going to be much harder to deal with. Me have plan. Oh? We take Nessie as bait and then throw it in fight. And then when monster attack the sea, monster no longer on Beethoven. Then we take Beethoven and run. So now you're not just talking about using the cow for bait. You're talking about actually sacrificing this poor thing that you... No, 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 no. Nessie very strong. Um, not to, not to sound pedantic, but um... I, I mean, admittedly, she is at least stronger than uh, Beethoven. But I weren't we supposed to use Nessie as bait for the dragon? And if we lose her, we're, we're back to using Beethoven. And Beethoven is, again, going to be just a toothpick to the damn thing. Okay, Beethoven can make his things live. Dead things live. Okay, but that's assuming he's alive right now. This is true. He could be subsumed by the thing already and be a problem. Bit of a problem already. I mean, you're not wrong. Okay, so we accidentally end up killing freaking Chris in the middle of this. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll... <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, let's not go after him because he's a fucking necromancer. He can bring himself awake. <laughs> oh dear. Mm, okay, need better plan. I think so. I think so as well. Um, I think the problem is we don't actually know exactly where this thing is. We're just walking right into its mouth or slime, so to speak. Or what we're dealing with. I mean, we've taken care of the obelisk now. Are we looking at another one or is this something else? No, they can split into two. Kind of like a, like a the jello cube things that you'd find in like a cave somewhere. They're, they're like that, except they have the faces of the victims and the personalities of the victims. And um, they're just like weird, gross humanoid gelatin that can section themselves off into little pieces. As the three of you are walking, you see a small creature walk out and its blue and green scales are only partially revealed while well, the rest of it is cloaked by a small purple cape draping over its tiny arms and tiny feet. Hello? Hail and well met. 
I I am I am well. How are you? Quite well. Do you need some ale to clear your throat with? Oh no, I'm just a little bit slow. That is fine, dear friend. How may we help you today? I was just walking along. Nothing else. Grim walks toward the, the, the creature and takes out her one of her hand axes and point, she points it at the creature. Not everyone is a threat, Prim. You see the creature's face. Have you seen weak, white, scrawny, bony man? Uh, the creature slowly lifts the arm and points in the direction. Yes, Snoozy has been this. Oh, uh, is this a friend of yours? It's a little bit of a stretch, but um, we do need him as bait for a dragon. So dragon, what, what, what? You, you hear the voice pick up a little, and the fear in the creature's voice tremble. What? What are you doing to my kin with dragons? I'm I'm sorry, your your kin. Yes, I am part dragon. I, I, not full blood, but, but part. Well, this dragon has been slaying people left, right, and center. It's not a very good dragon. Uh, it, it just kind of went rabid. So we're trying to protect more people by putting it to sleep. Prim, Prim walks very close to the, the creature and puts the blade of the hand axe below its throat. Prim! And says, Me lost brother to dragon, you will tell me where Beethoven is or me slit throat. Prim is fucking nuts. She's gonna get us all killed. Make an intimidation roll. I have a quick question. How tall is this creature compared to Prim? Same height. Oh, okay, because I was like, if they're really tall... That's really funny because it's not actually at their throat. It's probably at their like abdomen. Right. No, <laughs> same height as Prim. Uh, but make an make an intimidation roll. Okay. That's a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um, this creature doesn't really feel threatened by your axe because these scales upon the neck are likely much stronger than the weapon you currently possess. Do I perceive that? Uh, you do. Yeah. Uh, wait. What's your passive perception? Uh, it's eleven. Yeah, yeah, you, you perceive that. Okay. She's not very good at performance. Uh, deception. Okay. Um, she puts her hand axe back to her belt and just steps away for like, maybe like two steps. Snoozy lifts its head slowly. Mm -hmm. Wise decision. You are not to mess with dragons, even if not full breed. I was just merely on a walk. Do you think Morgana could help us here? Plasnix is gonna like run forward and like grab Prim and kind of try to like put herself between Prim and this other person. And she's uh she's gonna lean in close and be like, I I am so sorry. I I personally have absolutely nothing against dragons. And if you like, I can tell you a bit more, but Please, we mean you no harm, and I apologize for her. I will keep her 
as far away from you as I can. Um, get Prim! Me? Yes! Snoozy slowly smiles and reaches his hand out to yours, and you feel the warm embrace. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate your sincerity. Is there something specific I can help you with? At least if you're trying to peacefully stop a rampaging dragon? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk up to where Slapnix is and take Prim from her. Okay. And then move backwards. Yeah, unless Prim resists, then that's fine. I can make a strength check. She tries to get out, but not too much because she knows that it's a threat. She's just a very grumpy and very angry. She's not trying to get out of her, of you taking her. She's just like very angry. <laughs> That's all. So, Schlafnix is there next to Snoozy. Um, Marcus is very close by, but with Prim and Arm. Um, and Schlafnix is going to turn to Snoozy and just say like, Right now, the best thing that we can do is if you can help us get our friend back. Because I don't think we can do it without him, whatever this is going to turn out to be. Snoozy looks at you. How are you with flying? Flying? Well, personally, I'm okay, but I don't know how the rest are going to do. Is it anything like being on a boat? Because um, I, I get boat sick. Or are you asking Snoozy? Yeah. Or anybody. Well, if boats are in the air, then I suppose it would be the same. I feel like that's a little bit obtuse, but yeah, I guess I'll be fine. And you, strong one? You not talk to me, you dragon filth! Ram! Racism is selective in her, I suppose. I call Morgana. I, I think Prim will try to kill Morgana at this point. Probably. Just because one dragon hurt you doesn't mean they're all awful. Me not getting on this! As you all bigger amongst yourselves, Snoozy slowly turns around and lifts with its strength this boulder that's just big enough and flat enough for the three of you to stand on. This, this is how you fly. I throw, you hold on, and you fly. Yeah, I'm in. And Schlafnix just climbs up. Thank you for your help. Horse, brave traveler. Or should I call you Huntress? Uh, kind of gingerly goes on and I guess by proxy Prim does as well. Oh, Prim doesn't get on that. Okay, so I... What, what uh, happened? Do you want to make a strength check to get out of Marcus's arms? What, he grabbed her? Yeah. Yeah, you've been with me this whole time since I picked you up from Schlafnick. Oh, no, Marcus grabbed me. Okay, okay. Yeah, in that case, now I make a strength <laughs> check. Yeah. And now that makes sense. Okay, uh... Oh, you don't need to. I don't really. I'm not going to fight you that hard on it. Okay, in that case, I get I get away from the from the Griffin. I shrug and just get on. Newsy looks to the little one, uh, or to Prim, and uh, you you not fly with your companions. Me not dealing with dragons. You mean you kill my my brother? Prim, that's because there's a. There's a large difference between dragonborn and actual dragon. And even with the actual dragons, not all of them are bad just because one killed your friend. Me, me just met this. Not getting on. Not trusting. 
You are being very judgmental, Prim. It's completely ironic that you don't like when people call you small, but you can be racist to an entire group of people just because they happen to look and have genetics just like something that you hate. Me do what I want! Well, that's been clear. You go do what you want, and Flafnix is going to turn to Snoozy. Like, I am so sorry for her behavior. It sounds like we might be leaving her behind, so I don't know if you're exactly comfortable staying with her alone. If not, you can always come with us, but we're going to go get our friend, whether she comes or not. Alright, uh, Prim, make a deck save. 20. I am. Um, Snoozy slowly puts down the rock. I understand. Is there any sacrifice I could make since you have lost so much? You! Tell me where find this! And then she pulls out the, like a piece of like a, uh, the tooth, yeah. Snoozy sees the tooth and its red eyes just widen in awe. How did you come across a tooth of the ancient red dragon? Oh, dear heavens. Ah, oh, it must be battling the other dragons in the land if if you have that. But this is the actually the you know the dra- the red dragon that's been like everybody's seen it at this point that's it's just been flying over every single town and yeah, that's that's the one we want to put to sleep, and uh, probably the one that belongs to that tooth, because it's just killing people. My dear lion, though you may have beauty, uh, I fear you might lack brain. Um, when... I resent that. I am just socially stupid. When would you expect a dragon to not fly around the... They're dragons. Okay, so it's different than regular dragons. Regular dragons don't just, like, parade around over the skies doing whatever the fuck they want. Yes, but Asher... Asher is much, much bigger and, well, uncontested. The fact that you even have a tooth is almost a legendary feat of its own. And you said your friend was lost to this dragon? What were you doing? Well, actually, it's not lost to the dragon, it's lost to an oblex, which was in this direction, and you said you could help us with, but now I'm fearing you can't, so I might just get off of this ribbon. Slavnix is gonna just feel, like, she's gonna look really defeated about this whole situation. She's gonna go to Snoozy and she's gonna be like, I, I don't know what's going on with this red dragon, to be honest. That is Graham's thing, we came in after, um... Right now, all I know is that we need to get our friend, and the dragon isn't directly related to that. But, is there anything, as far as information about this dragon, that you can give us so that we can be better prepared for what we're walking into? Well, yes. Um, King Asher is... Well, King Asher fights many times and many days against the other two dragons. The one, well, we don't know its name, but that's because it usually is in a misty haze within the ice realm. It's a large blue dragon. And then the other one is said to guard one of the tunnels to the other realms of this plane. But it is a three-headed dragon in jade green. And while they are all mighty beasts, you might often hear their thunderclaps of fight and force 
ripple through the air, but if you do come across King Asher, do so very carefully because you will only anger the innate beast that lies within that one. I have one quick question. In what world would a dragon with that much going for them want with killing a small little halfling boy? And uh, Marcus takes a look over at Prim with quizzical, with a quizzical stare. Snoozy looks puzzled. A boy? Hmm? No. It... Yes, Prim's brother apparently died to this thing. Oh, I think you must be mistaken. The the boy was taken by an elf, not the dragon. I'm so I'm sorry. What? And how do you know this? I said she went that way. Yeah, Prim's brother was a halfling that was killed by this dragon, apparently. Well, if I if I remember the features correctly, it, this boy had curly hair and I do believe was very skinny, very almost a bone, if you could say. Yes, that's the one that was taken by the Oblex. But Prim is upset at dragons because of the dragon you just talked about killing her brother. And I'm asking, why would such a king of dragons want with a halfling boy like Prim's brother? And that was that is why I asked what you were doing to Prim, because this this is not normal. I'm very confused. So am I, because also apparently we're looking for an elf and not an obelisk. Snoozy looks to Prim. What were you doing? And why were you near King Asher? Dragon came to my village, killed everyone, ate my brother. Where was your village? Yeah, and she just shows like a random dire- direction toward like where she comes from, but it's like she shows with her finger. <laughs> That's all she can say. South somewhere. Me was very little. Me had to escape. Lived in forest ever since. Nuzi pulls out a small pamphlet from the back pocket and peruses through some of the pages. Pamphlet on all of the villages it fucking murdered. <laughs> and uh, as it's looking through, it's rereading some of its notes and it looks to Schlafnik's. Ah, I see. The growing darkness that spreads through the lands. It is here and far between, but maybe this is having the effect on King Asher. King Asher has not been this way before, at least not towards other species, normally only towards large, very powerful beasts. So unless you had someone within your village that was either even half titan or full titan i don't believe that king asher would have normally attacked your village sorry are, are you saying there's a chance the king might be a victim in all this too i cannot confirm it but i have started to see many creatures throughout the land be i don't want to say possessed but at least affected by some dark magic Marcus throws a suspicious glance at Prim. <laughs> yeah. He was very little. Baby. Schlafnix is gonna, like, sit on the closest rock and just look really deep in thought. Like, she has to consider all of this as new news and to figure out what's gonna happen next. 
Go ahead and make a insight check with advantage, Latinx. Okay. Nat 20. Woo, let's go! Alright, so in your many travels and perils throughout the lands, uh, you've witnessed countless amount of creatures as a hunter. You've seen their behaviors, you've studied their natures, their habitats, and you are very familiar with how the majority of them continue to act, whether it be to humans, species of other nature, or even large dominating beasts. And as you recall these memories, you do remember when you were in travels with Marcus that there has been small patches of areas, whether it be grass or trees, or even creeping up to certain buildings, this almost black shadow that doesn't seem to bend to the light and law, but rather something that is creeping among the entire plane itself. Schlafnix is going to tell all of that to Snoozy. Ah, well, I see. I must convene with my other dragon kin, if this is the case. Uh, we must start spreading the news throughout the land. If any one of my kin knows about your friend, I will surely ask them to try to protect them from this elf. May maybe she's the cause of this. I I mean, of course I can't say, but it's just... Well, that just... would be entirely too convenient, wouldn't it? Of course it would be convenient, but... Do we really have a reasonable explanation of what else could be doing it? Not yet, but we're gonna find out, I think. Yes! We must! It doesn't get easier the further I run It gets harder to carry the weight of what I've done I am speaking from experience I don't wanna run Run, run, no more I don't want to run, 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 no more Hi, this is Caleb with Dice Decideth, Aodin's Legends. The team is comprised of myself as the Dungeon Master or Game Master. We have Kai playing Prim, the Halfling Barbarian. We have Brian, who is playing Christopher, the Necromancer. We have Keisha, who is playing Marcus Magnificato, the Bard Leonin. And we have Jackie, who is playing the Gith Ranger, Blafnix Noxma. We have our editing team, which is Keisha and myself, but this will expand. And our intro song is Run No More by the Talbot Brothers. We had an absence of Brian with Christopher's necromancer character in the first episode due to technical difficulties and malfunctions. He was going to show up on day one. However, by the time his power came back on and he was available, we had already finished recording the first episode. You will see him and meet him in episode two. We expect to have episodes out every other Wednesday. We are going to have most of our content on YouTube, Spotify, and Patreon, but we will expand to other platforms forms as we are able and as they accept our content when we upload it. You can find our website, our Twitter, our Instagram, and various other places that we are going to be located through the descriptions of our YouTube. And we encourage that you share with family and friends if you like the show to help support it. We want to grow a community that's fun, free, and open. We want to make sure that we have plenty of opportunity 
for not only you to hear our stories, but for us to engage and interact with your stories too. Thank you so much for stopping by. I appreciate all of you that even choose to listen to this podcast. See you in the next episode. Since the day that I took sides with the sun